Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, bro, on a bench with you. So uh, here's the deal. Mafia just told me that uh, Les Miles is out at Kansas. And obviously, uh, that's because of the uh, the story that broke last week about Les Miles, I think on Friday or whatever, about the, uh, you know, hitting on college co-eds allegedly and having an off-campus apartment. He was like, allegedly, uh, you know, the story is that he was, you know, bringing uh, girls back to that apartment and, you know, trying to play kissy face and everything else. And, I mean, it just got real creepy real fast. And and then, we, I mean, we talked about it on Friday on Coast to Coast and on Pharrell on the Bench that he was, I mean, doomed. I said on Friday, I said, he's doomed. There's no way that guy's ever coaching another game in his life. You cannot have all these people say you're getting your freak on and you're, you know, perv on. And listen, you can say whatever you want. I know that uh, that a lot of people uh, claim, you know, that they, you know, didn't get him at LSU. You know what I mean? Like there was a, I remember talking about it and there was like this end of it where there was talk of like, they never really got him. They just had these allegations and they, you know, uh, they investigated him and they never fired him. Right. They, they like the athletic director, the president, they all wanted to get rid of him, but they didn't. Right. He left. I don't even remember how it ended, but they did not fire him unless I'm crazy mafia. They did not fire him for all those allegations. They knew at, at LSU, they knew that this guy was doing this and they didn't really execute anything um, to get rid of him. Like they didn't, they didn't, you know, finish the deal and get rid of his ass. Uh, Eventually, right. Like eventually he left and, um, but he got out of there with his name fairly intact. They didn't, they didn't get him really. Like he got away with it and, uh, right, you're fired they for never, losing, not for this. Right. They didn't, they didn't get him for this. They, they got him for fail, you know, failing on the football field, not off the field. And so they wanted him gone uh, because of this, but they never got him for that. And then he went to Kansas and he found out the hard way at Kansas, right? That first of all, when he got that job at Kansas, none of us fell for that, that he was going to be successful in Lawrence, Kansas. If there's one thing that's certain in life, it's that Kansas football sucks. I mean, they have been literally, I think the worst football D one program in history. (laughs) Have they not mafia? Like, honestly, they have to be the worst program in, in football history, 
They really do. And they never win. And they've never won. And they've never done any kind of winning. All they've done is lose. It really is truly amazing because uh, the basketball program is so good that the football program is just obsolete. It's been left for dead. And then this guy went there and, and took that job. But it didn't work. We welcome our radio affiliates, Sirius XM Channel 204, Meyer 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California, Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio all over the world. Hoorah, soldier, hoorah. It's Pharrell on a bench with Mafia on a Monday night. Uh, 844-843-6879. You know, that, I think what we need, Mafia, do you remember when we used to, I think we used to be on the, uh, one thing led to another. We were on the Armed Forces Radio. And uh, we we used to get calls, I think, at some point or another from like, you know, uh, outposts and army barracks and army installations all over the world. We'd get calls from, you know, uh, crazy places like Afghanistan, wherever guys serving that listen to the show uh, through the years and they could hear it on the Armed Forces Radio Network, which is pretty cool. Anyway, uh, where was where was I? Uh, I was talking about. Um. Yeah, him going to Kansas and not uh and not doing anything. When he got the job there, uh, Miles, I'm talking about. When he got the job at at Lawrence, none of us fell for it. Like I remember Mafia and Carver High and I on the air, and we were like, "This will never work." Like he's not going to win there. No one wins there. It doesn't matter if. Do you remember when Charlie Weiss went there? Nobody won there. No one. It just is the worst. And sure enough, uh, he didn't win or do anything at, at, at Kansas. But they got him finally for the, I mean, let's face it. They got him for the uh, kissy face, for be, getting his freak on, for being a freak. That's just all there is to it. There is no getting around the fact that they've. Uh, he's out. Now, they always, with Les Miles, find a way to not say he was fired. Have you ever noticed that? It's like they've come to terms on, a, on, on an ending, an amicable ending. They're, they're Mutually agreed to part ways. ways. Mutually agreed to part, yeah. That's such bullshack. You know it is. That is such bullshack. You know he was fired. That's all there is to it. He's out because he wanted to hang out with college co-eds. We know things are nuts out there. You need something to depend on. That's where we come in. Coming to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. With the sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. Depend on it. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I mean, Mafia, you know they fired him because of this uh, scandal. There's no, I, they didn't fire him for any other, they would have never fired him based on losing because they are so used to it. They're so used to losing. So he was fired because of the LSU scandal. 
That's it. They don't want anything to do with some guy that's like got a reputation and that it's become public that he had his swerve on down in Baton Rouge and he was hitting on college coeds. And then he had the gall to actually say that he was mentoring young women. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? This guy, that may be the line of the century. It really mafia. That could be the line of the century that he, he literally tried to sell to the public and to the media that he was mentoring young women. Are you kidding me? Like, what's next? You're going to believe Jeff Dahmer? Yeah, he was just I mentoring mean, young I, women honestly, the same way that uh, Bobby Petrito was just giving that girl a ride somewhere, right? Giving her a little ride on his motorcycle. Just giving her a ride. Her car's broke down. She's, he's just giving a ride on her hog. <laughs> Didn't he wreck a Harley? Yeah, he wrecked a motorcycle. That's how they found out. He got crashed with the girl in the back. Oh, that was great. He was never the same after that. Didn't he, he, I think he got his job back, didn't he, eventually? I think they, they kept him there, and yeah, they came back. He's somewhere else now, though. I think he's uh, like one of the uh, little schools, that, like the FCS schools, playing now, if I'm not mistaken. He's doing what now? He's coaching at a small school? Yeah, I think so. Missouri State. Oh, really? That's crazy. I guess some people just can't get out of coaching. You know what I mean? It's a lifer thing. He'll coach wherever. Coach high school if he has to. Just to coach. Some of them can't get away from it. I mean, I, I would think, uh, right? Like, don't you think Les Miles is ruined now? He's done. Yeah. He'll never he'll never coach again. No, I mean like, when you're coaching down in Kansas, I mean maybe he'll coach I don't even think so. I don't think even some small school will touch him at this point with everything that's going on with the you know, the the culture that is right now. You're not gonna let that happen. I mean, just look at all the things that they're changing, uh, that were around forever. I mean, the I was just reading that they got rid of Pepe Le Pew and he's gone for good. And they like completely changed Lola Bunny for this new Space Jam movie. Like, it's not okay to do the things that this guy was doing and being accused of doing. And it's amazing to me that he got away with it in 2013, eight years later. You're not going to get hired now by someone else saying, hey, look, uh, you know, you're bad enough that Kansas didn't want anything to do with you. So why don't we hire you? So there you go. Les Miles is out at Kansas and they mutually agreed to part ways, which in Portuguese means uh, he was fired. Uh, how pathetic is Kansas to not just say that? Like, you got to just come right out with it and just be like, listen, uh, this just took a really bad turn. You're fired. That's it. It's like, I, I, I just don't get it. Like, how does that guy get out of there with like that soft landing type story that they mutually agreed to part ways? Like who on the face of the earth doesn't realize he got whacked. It's, it's that simple. All right. They're basically like, Hey, you've been embarrassed enough over the last six days. Uh, we don't want to you know, put more egg on your face. Like, why don't we just say that it's mutually agreed to part ways? Because if you don't agree to this, we're firing you. You're going to mutually agree. Or you're going to get fired uh, without agreeing. Listen, they spun it. it. They fired him. And they said that they mutually agreed right. to part ways, just like a bad marriage. It was amicable. We mutually agreed to part ways. Meanwhile, like what it really up, be like, hey, hey, can you say, can you say that we both agreed on this? Like, I know you're breaking yeah. up, you're breaking up with me. You're kicking me the curb. But can we just say that it was a mutual decision? Or... You can look at it like that for sure. And then you can look at it like this as that I hate you and always have. <laughs> uh, 
I hate you and uh, I can't stand you and I hope you rot in hell and I don't want to ever see you or hear from you or talk to you again as long as I live. Nice knowing you. Now, kiss off. That's what that means. But that that's the end of that road. What a story. Now, what do you think of uh, Dak Prescott? Uh, what's interesting, he got a new deal and it's a ton of money. Uh, 66 million guaranteed uh, or uh, signing bonus, 66 million signing bonus and a hundred and I think 26 million of it guaranteed. Uh, but just a gigantic deal. Uh, I mean, honestly, like the only person that is making the money that he's making is, uh, Mahomes. That's it. And then his signing bonus, I believe, is the biggest ever. His is the biggest ever. So that's how you get your deal uh, is the biggest ever is that you're when you're next. You know what I mean? When you're next. And when it's your turn. You get your money. And your agent knows it's just literally one million more than the guy right before you who's better than you, but you still got more money because you were next, right? Bottom line, it's it's crazy to say, but, I mean, look at even Machado, right? And the deal he got, and then the deal that Tatis got. Look, I mean, look. And go look at the numbers. Go look at the numbers. I actually saw tonight um, the exact, you know, whatever numbers on the whole thing in terms of, you know, what he got and everything else. 66 million, four years, 160. But I mean, uh, boom. And it's almost, uh, it says record bonus contract will nearly match Mahomes after taxes, right? So uh, the, the reality is, is that. Uh, Mahomes, and I don't know how Mahomes has his uh, financial setup in terms of exactly how he's getting paid in terms of the deal and taxes. And like, I don't know if he's set up in Missouri. I don't know how much of that he's clearing. But our boy, uh, the sports tax man, <laughs> he was texting me tonight that, you know, the bottom line is Dak Prescott doesn't have those problems in Texas. You know what I mean? With the taxes there, it's like completely a joke in terms of he, he's not going to have to pay anything. And it's going to pay him on average $42 million a year. He's said to become the NFL's second highest paid quarterback after Mahomes, who earns $45 million a year. By playing in Texas, one of nine states without an income tax on wages. Assuming that uh, he resides in Texas, he uh, projects to keep $75.5 million, according to the sports tax man. He's going to keep $75.5 million of the $126. Our, uh, that's, that's insanity. He's, uh, it reflects Prescott paying the highest federal income tax rate on the portion of his income that exceeds 518 grand plus, or if married filing jointly income that exceeds 622 grand plus change. 
then there's payroll taxes, projected athlete targeted taxes, aka jock taxes. While Mahomes will gross 15.4 million more in guaranteed wages, 141 million 428 to 126 mil across the board. He's uh, only best uh, Prescott by approximately 243,000 after taxes. Assuming Mahomes resides in uh, Missouri, state income tax is 5.4%, and Kansas City's local income tax is 1%. Wow, that's crazy. Basically, he wrote here, Prescott stands to make a fortune, and it pays to play in Texas. How about them Cowboys in that Lone Star State? Check out Pharrell on the bench. Um, so I'm watching the end, or basically I think I'm watching highlights now of these games that happened tonight that I'm not too excited about. I got to be honest with you. Mafia, did you watch any of those games, like, you know, uh, intently? Like, you were really into it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I had them on, and I got to tell you, I was way more into the Wild and, and Vegas Golden Knights game. And really, I couldn't get into even one of those college basketball games. I don't know what it was. Maybe it's the weather. You know, maybe it's the day of the week. I don't even know. But, like, I just couldn't get into it. No, I couldn't either. I mean, I know I probably should check some of those teams out so I know you know what they actually look like when you fill out the bracket, you know, try to find those, you know, the team or two that could pull some upsets like you were talking about uh, Loyola Chicago today, how great their defense is. And, and you know, like, I, I should know more about these teams. but. I just can't get into some of those. It's almost like watching high school ball at times, you know, watching these guys. They're playing on these tiny, tiny conferences. Even the beginning of these, you know, big tournaments. I mean, like the ACC starting tomorrow, but having like three rounds before it gets to the teams that really matter. Yeah, I'll, you know, peruse it, but I'm not going to be locked in on those games either. So the uh, the only game going on right now, Drexel's up 66-59 on Northeastern with a minute left. And uh, South Dakota leads North Dakota State by three with uh, under five to go. And uh, by the way, that uh, Gonzaga game, 78-55, they wrecked St. Mary's and covered the 18. Boom. There you go. That's the only one. Like all the rest of them, I mean, I just, I suppose, I'm, at least I gave you the scores. Elon beat Hofstra, blew him out. Cleveland State by six over Milwaukee. Oral Roberts by two over South Dakota State. Ryder beat Canisius by a bucket. Appalachian State is in the tournament. They beat um, Georgia State by seven. Greensboro's in the tournament. They won by eight over Mercer. Gonzaga will play tomorrow night in the final. The winner of Pepperdine BYU will play and lose to Gonzaga tomorrow night. And that'll be that. They're on a 29-game winning streak, and it's the longest active streak in D1. So far, nobody's been able to beat Gonzaga. Do you think they're going to be able to run the tables, Mafia? 
run the tables and just go belly to belly, undefeated, like the 76 Indiana Hoosiers of Bob Knight? Are they no, going to Scotty May? No. Nope. Are they going to be able to go undefeated? No. And I know that it's, you know, ridiculous to say that because they have had success at times. But Obviously. I just feel like that's Bobby always the team. not there. <laughs> They're not going to do that. There's the team that always, you know, does this. They always rip through their conference, and then they go to the big dance, and they look good for a weekend and maybe a weekend and a half, and then all of a sudden they play with these big boys, and the chickens come to roost. I know they did have the, you know, that one great run a couple of years ago, but I just still can't buy this team, you know, with the candy cake, uh, candy cane, cupcake, whatever description you want to give it, schedule that they have, just running through everybody. That's the reason they're always undefeated at this point. So do you think that? So it sounds to me like you just do not believe in them, and that they're going to lose. I think they're a good team. I think they're going to go deep, but do I think they're going to be in the final four? No. You don't even think they're going to make the final four. Nope. As the top seed in the whole thing. We've seen it before. We've seen it before. Failure. Are you rooting for their failure? I'm not rooting for it. But I'm not, you know, if I've seen something happen more than, you know, more often than not, then I'm going to, you know, play those odds. I mean, the same thing is I've stopped, you know, obviously not this year because they're terrible, but teams like, you know, Notre Dame or Wisconsin, you know, I'm going to play the odds that they always choke in games in the tournament, you know, in the, by the time the second week rolls around, as opposed to saying, okay, this is the one year they're going to make the run that I didn't expect. So who do you think is going to make it if you don't like, is there one team that you really like to get there? Is it Baylor? Is it Illinois, Michigan, Iowa? There's all these big 10 teams, uh, Oklahoma state. Is it, you know, some other crazy pick from the PAC 12 or the big East or uh, the ACC or the SEC? Who, who do you like? Yeah, that's going to be the big thing this year. I think it's going to be finding that one team. That's not, Big 10, Big 12, they could say, okay, this is going to be someone that makes it through that gets, you know, all the way down there because, you know, the way the bracket is going to work out, they're going to not going to have it so that you just have, you know, four teams from those two conferences. They're going to have to have, you know, a, I don't want to say an easier path, but, you know, a path where one of those teams from, you know, especially the ACC, they always love the Big East. I don't believe in this year, even though I'm a Big East guy, you know, Villanova without Gillespie now, the, the other kid that got hurt Saturday, I just don't believe them that that conference was kind of, uh, it just wasn't up to snuff this year to what it usually is. The Pac-12 always chokes at some point. I don't trust that conference either. It's got to be someone from the ACC, I guess. You know, is it a you know Louisville maybe kicks in gear after their you know all the time they spent off? Is it? They you know, suck. I don't think Virginia is going to be doing it. I don't think they score enough this year. You know, it's I, I think that it was a fluke the one that they won because every other year it's the same thing with them where they're awesome defensively and then all of a sudden they just sputter out on offense in the tournament. And they can't, you know, stick with the other teams that are putting up 50, 60, 70 they're not points. Going, they're not going to win anything. Neither no. one of the Louisville or Virginia, neither one of them are winning jack. And I mean, Virginia, Florida so. State even is, you know, over the last couple of weeks made me a non-believer in them too with what they did against Notre Dame last weekend. I don't know. It's going to be hard to find another team outside those two conferences, but you got to find one somewhere. Maybe it's, uh, you know, like uh, absolutely – it's been such a crazy year with COVID and with all the games canceled and everything that, and you know, a lot of these guys are like, we played more games, you know, like uh, Underwood at Illinois. We played more games. We're the big 10 champs. 
Uh, he, he really looked silly with his assessment of Michigan not winning the Big Ten title that Illinois beat him. And they did beat him, and they beat their ass at Chrysler, but they did not win the conference. They, they didn't, and that's that. So, But they could very well go on a run. I mean, they're very, uh, you know, you see them win these big games. You see them uh, in a hostile environment, even without fans. It's still tough to play there type scene. Uh, that's what they've done. They've mowed through everybody. They're tough. They're really tough. And then we've talked about Iowa. Is Iowa legit or are they just Big Ten legit? Are they going to be able to go outside the Big Ten? And will all that experience of playing in those you know Big Ten games where they either won or struggled, whatever, because they did lose some games they should have never lost, do you think that that prepared them more for what lies ahead outside of the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament? So I think there's a lot of people that would say, uh, we're going to find out how good Iowa is based on that, like getting outside their skin and playing somebody else that isn't the same thing that they know they're facing. Conference opponents in that, uh, it's a war zone. That's a war zone, the Big Ten. Those games are brutal. It's it's a difficult, you know, harrowing task to get it done, to win it. It's no joke, and this year was no joke. To, you know, you've heard nine teams for the tournament, and that's been said over and over. But the bottom line is you find out what they're made of. I think that proving ground, you know, and I'm not even, like, I have no clue because you know somebody's going to screw up. You know that someone's going to lose. Like, a conference is going to have a bad run in the tournament. There's always one, and automatic and then they just pounce on them the media they pounce on if it's a you know big 10 let's say if nine get in and, and seven of them lose i mean they will have an absolute field day on them and abuse them like no other because the media uh the sports media the ncaa tournament media i mean they're out for blood that's all there is to it and whoever loses that shouldn't gets it and, right. and they get it. They get slapped right in the face. That's what happens there. And they wait for uh, good teams to lose, and they all end up, you know, losing. It's it's very difficult to actually pull it off, get it done, win it all. Only one team's left standing. All others fail. And the reality is, but along the way, they love just chopping people down. They love to just get, you know, I'm telling you, even more so, like with coaches that the media doesn't like, if they don't like you, if like the national media, local media, whatever, if they if they don't like you, the coach, because the coach is a D and the, the coach is difficult to deal with and is not cooperative and does it out of uh, spite or haste, doesn't like uh, contributing to the the media and their job and giving them anything. Or talking to them and dealing with them and the press conference after the game, they don't want to deal with it. They don't like it. I mean, uh, I'll go right. I'll go right back to the well, Jim Beheim. I always go to the well. Like that guy, they got to stop him from doing these press conferences. They really do. He's gotten so embarrassing. He really has. He's such a grumpy old man. He's so miserable, and all he does is he hates the media like nothing else. And on the face of the earth, does he despise more than the media? I mean, there's some things that. You know, there's a lot of things that you should 
probably, you know, in my view, a dislike in life uh, in front of the, you know, in front of decisions like that. You know, blame the media for all your problems. I mean, it, it's pathetic. I don't care who you are. It's pathetic. And they do it all the time. Uh, your boy uh, Kyrie Irving does it all the time. He'll he'll just blame everything on the media. It's the media. It's the media's fault. The world blame the media. When when the election happened, blame the media. Blame you got to blame somebody. Blame the media. It's so easy. How would you rather feel? Lost in a sea of stats, averages, and injury reports? Just breathe, dude. Or swimming in the warm waters of confidence that comes from having the winning edge? We thought so. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Vander Kane in overtime for the Sharks as they beat the Blues three to two at the tank in San Jose. Logan Couture's power play goal eight minutes into the third tied it up at twos and then Kane wins it in the extra session from Eric overpaid Carlson. And they went at three to two. That was a great bet, Mafia. I hit the Sharks tonight. Nobody uh, thought that they'd win. And uh, the Coyotes beat the Avalanche three to two. Wild. I hit them over the uh, Vegas Knights two nothing. And that was a good game. Flurry kept them in it. He gave up a pair. He gave up one late that didn't matter. I think that might even have been. I don't even know if it was an empty nutter right there at the end because they were up one zip. I could be wrong. But I guess they scored with five seconds left or six seconds left, something like that. And Broden from Felino and Erickson. There you go. They scored uh, real late, but it was... Uh, Fiala's goal that really stood the test of time. He scored at 10.51 of the first, and that thing held up until six seconds left in the game. It was a really good game. Ducks lead the Kings 5-3 after two periods at the Pond in Anaheim. Canadians, one's up on the Canucks in Vancouver after two. And uh, the Oilers just beat the Senators 3-2. to two. So there you go. Edmonton gets it done. Three to two over Ottawa. And then in terms of uh, the basketball, right now, North Dakota State's up two, up a deuce with 15 seconds left on South Dakota in the Summit League semis. Going on right now. 77, 75, 15 seconds left. Everything else uh, is in the books. The game to follow uh, coming up here any minute in 10 minutes, Pepperdine and BYU late night on the deuce. You can get that rolling in bed. I'll be rolling on that one like a doobie. Your boy, uh, BYU and Pepperdine late night, Dr. Shivago. I love it. 
Give me some of that late night juice. Start that midnight like Hawaiian style. Give me that Mahalo tip off. Now North Dakota State by three. By four now. Hitting free throws by the dozens. Anyway, uh, there you go. They're up four. And I think North Dakota State. Let me just look. I've been under a tremendous strain. They were laying three and they're up four. All I know is uh, I thought that I thought that went down to uh, two and a half or something on coast to coast today, or even two. I think I think it did actually. The more I think about it, the one thing I do remember for the most part on a daily basis in life, I forget everything else, but I remember spreads. I could, and Mafia knows it's true. I'll like rattle off games, like I, because I, I'll do so many games, and I'll just remember what the lines are in the games. It's kind of creepy when you think about it. I can't remember what I had for breakfast, but I can remember the spread of some game that doesn't matter. That's when you know you're demented. When you On the important that stuff. Cares about anniversaries, I'm watching highlights. Kids birthdays, just breads. Right. <laughs> I'm watching highlights of your girl, Doug Rouse. Doug Rose, uh, do you, you think she'll lose to that Zhang, huh? Uh, yeah, probably. I just don't think that, I don't feel like her head's in it anymore. You know, you always hear the talk about different things she wants to do. She just doesn't seem, I mean, obviously she's motivated. She's still in there, but I don't think she has that same killer instinct that she had before, you know, the Connor bus attack and everything else that's gone in her life since. I mean, she's lost a bunch of people to COVID as well. I think that Zhang uh, Weili is just crazy and ready to throw down. We saw what she did to JJ. So, I mean, uh, you know what's funny to me is is that, like, she'll win a title and then lose it or whatever. When they win it, uh, to me, it seems like winning it isn't enough because – you know, they lose it just as easily. Winning it is hard. You lose it. It's hard. But but it happens quickly. A lot of these people, they don't last that long in the sport. So anyone that do, that stand above the others and stand out because they've lasted and they've done exceedingly well at, you know what I mean? Like at the sport, even though they've lost a belt or something, yet they've kept fighting. There's guys and chicks that have been able to do that. Uh, where they've just stood the test of time. You can rattle them off better than me. The the ones that last in the sport that are, you know, just not fighting to hang on, but actually fighting. And like even Dustin Poirier got way better. He got way better. You know what I mean? He was like good, but he was never great. And then he's he's gotten great. And uh, he's just improved and improved and kept uh, working and, and getting better. And I think there's, you, you know, more than me, Mafia, like that chick, you know, she was so dangerous and then, and then she wasn't. And I think that's the way it goes for most of them, right? There's very few that stand out above the others, like completely and keep belts for a long time. Yeah. Especially in that sport, it's a lot harder to, you know, not only last that's time because of some of the injuries you take, the brutal hits that you, you know, pile up. But I mean, just taking that beating every day gets to be too much for people. They're just like, I, why do I want to do this to myself? And especially the m- ones that have like surgery after surgery and, you know, injury after injury, it just eventually, some of them is just not worth it or, you know, you're just not safe to do it. You, you think 
there's better ways to make money, but it is amazing how some of them can last. And, you know, you got to adapt. It's just like, you know, a pitcher in baseball, you know, a guy like, uh, you know, Pedro or Maddox were like, you, you could throw gas and then all of a sudden you don't have that gas and you got to figure out a different way to do it. Or these, you know, these players in the NBA like LeBron can still go through everybody for the most part. But when he was a kid, a lot different from where he was then to now, like, you know, with the game and how he's adapted and how he plays it. So the same thing in that sport, like, you know, sometimes when you're young, you can take a punch all day and not go down and you got pop in your fist. And you're just going to come in there and just bowl those people. And eventually the chin doesn't you know hold up as much. and You got to figure out different ways to win. Who do you think's better? Like, uh, that's, you know, nastier that Shevchenko or like basically you, who would you say the, uh, what was the crazy one's name? The the redhead that ended up cyborg, the one that went to Bellator. What what do you think of like who's batter? Like that that's uh Shevchenko chick. She's she kicks people in the head. Yeah, Bull Shevchenko is crazy. I mean, she's awesome. That's why they're talking about her and and uh the Linus again, because those are the only two right now that are, you know, on that upper echelon compared to all the other women in the sport. It's just there is nobody on their level at this moment, so why not throw them against each other again, even though Nunez has won both of them? She's awesome. I mean, the whole thing with Cyborg, Cyborg it was a great fighter, but it's the same with the women as it was with the guys, that you could just be crazy SOB and come in swinging hard, and you had power in your fist, and you were winning early on. That's how the same was the same thing for the women. If you come in and just you know, pummel people, you're going to win. That's what Cyborg was doing. And now all the women have caught up to her. And, you know, other women have power and other women have found different ways. You know, they have the different aspects of the game, the takedowns, the jujitsu, the wrestling that they didn't have when all these divisions were starting. So, you know, you got to figure out, you got to change your game. And she just really hasn't. She just can same, come forward, throw you down bully style. And it's caught up to her. These other women have caught up in skill and have, you know, surpassed her. Thug Rose, do you, um, uh, can you explain again to people what happened to this, uh, this young yeah. guy. Yeah. To explain it. Cause on TV today, uh, you went through it about, I don't understand the, uh, the rule of the guys down on a knee or whatever you're telling me. And like, right. cause I would, I would think as a fan, I'm just being honest. This is what I would think. Like, are you kidding me? Like I, I've actually, I've been to years of these events. I've been to with you to tons of them. I've been, I've seen everything. Have I not? And then you're telling me that when a guy's down, you can't, you can't knee him in the head or something, or you can't, I don't understand because like in everything that you can smash a guy's face in with his, with your elbow and, and literally have his entire brain spewing out onto the canvas in the octagon. You could gouge literally a guy will have his eye gouged out and they keep fighting it's amazing to me that you're telling me some guy got kneed in the head because he was down that they disqualified him. I like, are you kidding? What, when don't they throw knees in this sport? You can't do it when they're down. If they're touching the mat, you can punch him. You could hit him in the body. He could knee and kick him in the body all he wanted. You can't hit him in the head because they're trying to protect them you know, from doing the things like, and pride, it used to be legal. Pride, they used to soccer kick guys' faces when they're on the mat. <laughs> but, you know, that's how people that's really I get messed up. Right, that's some Green Street hooligan type stuff, you know, some soccer. I want to so, see that. There isn't a lot that's illegal in MMA, and, and that's one of the things that is that if they're Wait. touching the mat, you know, whether it's a knee, you what know, do they, you they, prefer? Yeah. I think it's smart to do it that way. I, I, I'm okay with that. You know, you can still punch the guy. It's not like you can't do anything to him. It's not like you have to let him back up and then get back into it. There's a million things you could do to him, 
You just can't kick or knee him in the head. What about what about if you were in like? Can we at least leave? So does one still let people <laughs> soccer kick someone in the head? No, none that, of them do anymore. None of them allow it. So I no, have no one. Like, I need to start like human cockfighting days. Well, I need to start a league where people still get blasted in the head with kicks because uh, I think it's just awesome. I want to have more of that. I don't know what you're talking about, all these rules. Same thing in uh, hockey. Did I not go on record today saying, and no one wants to hear it, but I said that I miss heavy hits and fights, and I need more of them. <laughs> I don't care who gets suspended. Because Wilson's seven-gamer will turn into four, right? You know, once they appeal and everything else, they'll drop it. Well, I'll be surprised anyway. if he sits I, I'll be surprised if he sits for seven. But well, I have no problem. With, the rest of the season. But I Oh, good luck with that. I mean, this is the uh, National Hokum League. You think they're going to suspend him for the rest of the season because he lit somebody up? Good luck. He's done it 20 times. So, But going back to what you're saying about fighting, so when did they, when did they change the rule to say you couldn't blast someone in the head with a kick? Because I've never – I actually don't remember, to be honest with you, were they ever – frankly stopped them from doing anything like they just like when i watch these fights all i see is people trying to kill each other i don't know anything about all these nice rules and being respectful of one's brain or anything else like are you kidding me i've seen people pile driven the they'll do they'll decapitate you in the ufc now all of a sudden they care about their heads listen like i said there's very few things you can't do basically you can in the back of the head in the crotch you know, poke in the eyes or kick them when they're down. Other than that, you know, it's fair game, man. Kick them in the head, kick them in the ribs. How <laughs> we your friend drink beer, drink beer, drink beer, my friend, drink beer. Hell, it can drink like for real can. What you got a beer in your hand? Mafia's cashing my buzz tonight. No kicking in the head. Last time I went to the gym with Mafia, he kicked me in the head. But you were standing right on the ground. He kicked me in the head and then literally and then stole my last three Guinness beers. So they got JJ uh, six, five thug rows. Shevchenko four, Cyborg three, and then uh, Rousey two, and then it's got to be the Lioness, right? There she Absolutely. is, the Lioness. Absolutely. So no you think, but so you think she's better even than Rousey? Yes, without a doubt. I mean, Rousey was great, you know, pretty much getting it going. The Lioness would put her to shame. Really? Yeah. I mean, look, just the look lion. at the girl. She little Holly Holm and something. You know, the loss she had at the end, like. She another one you were talking about, like, you know, people just don't she didn't have the desire anymore. Linus has like she's ruling two divisions. There there's no divi- there's no even rankings in the one division. She's cleaned it out so bad. She's got a new kid and still she's like, I'm still gonna come there and destroy you and make, you know, quick work of Megan Anderson. Oh my God. She just it was over and like before you even got the popcorn out of the microwave oven. It was it was over. It's unbelievable. I like watching this stuff. The you know, the best of the best of the highlights of the greatest fights and everything. They even showed your boy Chuck on there. 
Chuck Liddell. We love Chuck. Chuck's been on the show a million times over the years. And anyway, I thought that was pretty cool seeing all those chick fights just now for the last half hour. I've been talking with your boy Compton. Uh, that's our boy. Remember him from Howard TV and from the show? He used to do all kinds of stuff. His brother works, I think, or uh, whose brother? Uh, somebody, I know one of them works there. I forget who it is. Uh, I have somebody's brother works for Howard. Who is him, Avi? Do you know, do you know who I'm thinking of? Yeah, it's Shep's brother. How about that? His brother works for Howard now doing that stuff. All right, I'll see you tomorrow, 4 on Coast to Coast. Uh, there'll be a bunch of other bad college basketball games tomorrow and a bunch of great hockey games. Good job, Moff. I'll see you on Coast to Coast, 4 East. Sports Rage next. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.